Hey, everybody. Welcome to Augmenters. I'm Julie. And this is Jimmy. Hello. We are two business founders who started out as solopreneurs, yet found our greatest success when working with others. Mentoring is key to incredible relationships, and the Augmenters platform will help you get further faster because great relationships lead to better business and more fulfilling lives. You are here because you want to help others shine and see the light in themselves. We will support you in your mentoring journey with advice, tools, and stories that will augment your relationships to the next level. So strap on your earpods, prepare to listen generously, and become an augmenter with us. Jimmy, I forgot my headphones again. No worries. Just turn up the volume to this next Augmenters episode. Morning, Julie. Hey, Jimmy. This was an incredible conversation. I feel like we use that word a lot. Michelle Hayward is a superstar, somebody I've always admired, gotten to know, would definitely consider a mentor to me, running an agency that is incredibly successful, Blue Dog Design, as well as having a heart and mind of an entrepreneur. But more than anything, I feel like Michelle has some really great advice and some words of wisdom for women on how to really build and navigate and use your network and to kind of brag about yourself. Just something I think a lot of us have a hard time with. Maybe not me, but I think a lot of women do. So she has some really good advice, I thought. What did you think? Well, I'm not going to let you be hard on yourself because I think you have even more wonderful attributes you can share. But uh, your comment about Michelle is spot on. I must have written down multiple, at least twice, if not three times, the comment shift from me to we. And that part, especially around, as you said, you know, the community of women supporting each other, but then also creating a community of mentoring and that it's not just me, at least in a mentoring relationship, there is another person. So the shift from me to we was my takeaway. Yeah. And we all lift each other up. We create a rising tide for all of us, the more we help each other. So I don't want to keep going on too long because Michelle's interview was so good. Can we just jump in? Let's do it. Here we go. Michelle Hayward, I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I cannot believe you're here. We have so much to talk about. I know every time you and I have had conversations, we're already like our brains are always on fire. So the fact that we get to have this conversation 100% on mentoring with Jimmy here is like a dream come true. Julie, you're so generous. I am thrilled to be here and have this conversation. I think about it and act on the idea of mentorship every day. So this is in my wheelhouse and I'm really happy to be talking about it with the both of you. Awesome. We will make it a Official. Um, wonderful. So I would just love to give like my own version of an intro of you when I talk about you to others, that you are this incredible founder, really an inspiration to me. You've been so generous with your time with me, my partner, Aaron, uh, around Ewell Global, and you just created a really, really impressive, exciting business, Blue Dog Design in Chicago, my hometown. And you're also a B Corp champion. You're an innovator. You're a mentor. And again, just really incredibly generous. And that is, that is my that is my introduction of you what else would you like to add well i think i should leave it at that thank you <laughs> that's very kind and very generous thank you. and also very like humble and honest as you can see as, as you always have been so yes so here uh, this is just a great opportunity to talk a little bit more about mentoring so as we jump in michelle i'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with mentoring anything that you wanted to share off the bat related to either mentors you've had or generally why this topic is really important to you? This topic is incredibly important as a woman in business, 
because it's largely unaddressed. So podcasts like yours and uh, talking to people one-on-one and just, just talking about the power of a network and a network that you can activate into mentorship and further into support is top of mind for me. Uh, just yesterday, I had a young woman in my office who said, I have ambitions. I have ideas about my career and my life. And I'm 35 years old. What do I do with those things? I, and, and my response was, well, you haven't, you haven't activated your network if you have one against the opportunity of mentorship, which can lead to further support in your career in many different ways. So I'm thinking and talking about it quite a lot because it doesn't seem like it's it's happening out there or being addressed in universities or being taught unofficially in how people are gathering in communities. And I think we need to do something about that. Michelle, if I could ask, what is your feeling as the playing the mentor role in that conversation when a 35-year-old comes to you saying, I have ambitions, I'm sure she brought energy and excitement to the conversation. Like, what was your feeling when you first turned and walked away or got off the Zoom? What were your emotions at that moment? I think the, the emotion that I was feeling was a little bit of angst. I think that question is really important because it really sets the foundation for it's a great example of like why why we're talking about this because nobody had the conversation with her in her 20s, right? And nobody's having the conversation with her now. And she's like, how do I do this? So (laughs) you decided to make an introduction to two additional people. Is two a certain number? Like, obviously it's double one. I am an engineer, so I got that (laughs) much. But is there a reason that it's not three or four? Like, why why is that your go-to? And where do you normally see... I love to kind of like chart the course. Like the first step is two introductions. And usually the path ends here with what after two introductions and two years? Well, this is a little bit about my capacity as well, right? And mm. my will my, <laughs> my network capacity is great, but my human capacity is what it is. So and I think two introductions, two new introductions to brand new conversations to somebody who hasn't been doing that work is a lot. It's a it's a lot of stretching and growing and you know having to show up and talk to two total strangers about themselves. And so that's the, also one of the questions I get from women in particular is like, I hate talking about myself. Mm. Get comfortable talking about yourself because if you're looking for mentorship and ultimately support, because support is what it takes to get beyond the job you're doing. Support is what it takes to actually have a career and beyond career opportunities. So if you if you really want that type of support, you have to get really comfortable sharing who you are today, where you want to be tomorrow, and what type of help that you think you might need, or ask the question, what type of help do you think I need that would enable me to do that? And then you have to get really comfortable circling back and saying, hey, thanks so much for meeting with me two months ago. I've made some progress. Would you like to hear about my progress? That's the traction you need to start building in a relationship so that ultimately somebody that you're talking to can in two, three, four, five, ten years from now say, oh my gosh, Michelle's been showing up time and time again and, and she's done everything I've asked her to do and she keeps making progress in her career. She's somebody that we can depend on. And she's somebody I can really see would be valuable in this type of a setting, be it a board or a senior role. That's so incredible because I think that does continue to show how people can continue to show up because I think 
actually, to be honest with you, the reason why Jimmy and I started this in the first place, we met right at the beginning of the pandemic, is because both of us, and I imagine, Michelle, you can relate to this, had a lot of folks just reaching out to us cold and saying, hey, I'd like a job. Can you help me find a job? You know, like, I need a job. And we're like, okay, well, what? who are you? What are you doing? What do you care about? What are you excited about? Where are you going? If I refer you for a job, are you going to show up for it? So that's where we sort of rewinded and said, but what is that between reaching out and, and understanding who that human is? And it's really mentoring, again, something that has a little bit of a complicated history to it. So I love what you're saying, because then it gives somebody an opportunity to really get to know you and what you care about. But I'd be curious, Michelle, what do you anticipate for this gal, let's say gal X here, our our 35-year-old mentee, what are you hoping comes back to you for it? What kind of role do you imagine yourself playing? I hope that she comes back to me and says, these conversations blew my mind. I never thought about X, Y, or Z. And while I think Jessica can really help me, Patty is not going to be able to help me, but she offered me or I asked for another introduction. And so what I hope she can come back to me and say is, I understand now that these relationships you have are currency. I'm going to spend them wisely and I'm going to keep growing them. I'm going to look at them as initial deposits in the bank and I'm going to keep growing the value of my network through them. And I think that's a way of showing up and saying, like, I'm also valuing you as a mentor and I'm growing through what you're giving me. And of course, I'm probably going to be much uh, very interested in this and, and help extend her network even further. Is that showing up? Consistency. Yeah. It's showing up and consistently, consistently showing up in the effort of making a track record known. And I think that's the big thing that people don't realize until it's too late is that they haven't built a track record. They can't show up and say, over the last 10 years, you've known me to be X, Y, and Z. Now I need you to really show up for me. I'm going to activate this relationship and ask for what I need from you. And many of us, and I, again, this was my life. I didn't realize that until very, very late in the game. And now I want everyone to know best thing to do, especially in the early part of your career. If you start this conversation when you're in your early 20s, it's the best, I would imagine, because nobody expects anything from you in return. You're in that totally cool catbird seat where you can ask for anything you need and just keep showing up. And that's enough. And bringing some energy and you know excitement and a different lens yeah. to somebody else. I love how you're saying you know the mentees literally got to show up. It's We're not here to keep them on pace and keep track of them themselves. I like the, you got to show your progress, show what you've been developing. Well, I think to Jimmy's point, there was something really interesting about that dimension of what you said, showing up and sharing that progress, because it's not me as a mentor to hold the agenda. Yeah. And that is also another tension and the point of uncomfortableness. And, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, that, that agenda has got to be about me somehow. And I have to go learn about you a little bit. What is that going to look like? And it does take intention. And that is something that is an awesome thing to practice in life is you know, holding intention, building around it. And especially when we're thinking about people's time being very limited, you want to be able to have the end of the conversation where you feel that you've gotten somewhere with each other versus just going around in circles and or complaining and or, you know, looking at the problem versus looking at the solution. So I love that is making sure that you have that intention when you walk into a conversation. Jimmy, I don't feel like we've ever said that before. I feel like this is a new nugget on mentoring. I think it's important. You got to have your intention. We can bring it to our North Star nautical theme, but I think it's critical. It's a great point. Michelle, do you remember maybe the first time somebody asked you, Michelle, nice to meet you. You seem great. 
you know, your company's taking off. What's your intention? You remember maybe something around that where you got pushed to really share something that could be scary in and of yourself when you're like, I'm going to get here. People are like, oh, good luck. I remember it actually quite a bit younger than before I started my company. I was working for Citicorp North America and I had a fantastic mentor. I didn't know that word at the time. And he was the city head of North America. His name was Dayton L. Henry. I'm trying to find him for like 10 years now. David, right he... in if you're around. <laughs> What's his name again? Dayton L. Henry. Dayton, okay. Great name. And a wonderful man, just really filled with compassion for people and driven by this idea of being intentional in the development of humans. I mean, he really shaped my thinking in so many ways. And I showed up one day to repay all of his intention with a new job offer for some from somebody on the outside. And he said, well, what's your intention? Is that your, I mean, it was a, a, a job offer at a design firm. And he's like, is that the career that you want? And I won't accept your resignation until you get a letter from that business owner that says he will agree to your salary and and that there is a real job waiting for you on the other side of this conversation you had. And he led me to a point where I had to go back and ask for hard things, right? So that led me to my first salary negotiation. It led me to ask this person to put this job offer in writing. And it led me back to Dayton to say, I did this. I was intentional about it as you requested and I'm still leaving because this seems more like the career that I wanted. But his question gave me a lot of pause and I had to, for the first time, consider not only what I was going to, but what I was leaving. And was that a worthwhile transition? I mean, what a brilliant and thoughtful response to a manager caring about not just a staff member, but a person and not just being frustrated that they're losing a key resource, but saying, I'm going to give you this gift, this hard gift on the way out without telling you, yeah, you said you did your first salary negotiation. That's such a wonderful thing to be kind of like Jedi mind tricked into. And remember, he was the city head of North America. Like I reported to somebody who reported to somebody who reported to somebody who reported to somebody that reported to somebody that reported to him. I'm sure this was a hallway conversation. He took an interest in me as a human being. Wow. So. Have you sort of taken that and used it in your conversations as you have team members who come and go? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of things to consider when you leave a company that are oftentimes not understood or known about what a job offer really is, what we offer zero cost, zero cost healthcare. What does, if you're going to go freelance, do you understand that's like an $80,000 benefit to you? When I have the opportunity to make sure that there is intention in the in that decision and that all the variables are known, I'll take it for sure. Yeah. And that is a form of mentorship. And that's not to say like, oh, don't leave. It's like, okay, if you're going to leave, just understand. Yeah. I'm almost hearing from you, Michelle. If you're going to leave, don't make me feel like our organization wasted our time working with you. We want you to leave showing all the skills that we have invested in you. You can't just walk away with your head down. You got to walk away proud and you're going to make an impact on the world outside of this organization. I mean, we certainly hope so. Uh, recently, I started celebrating, and I don't know what took me so long to do this, but really there's been some exceptional people that have left our organization and started new businesses. And so I have picked my head up and thought about like, how do I celebrate that? That's such a That's such a great accomplishment for them. But also I feel that this organization, the team, the people, the culture, everything that holds it together has enabled that to some degree, fostered that mentality, that mindset, that ability to make great decisions in 
the face of risk and they're out there doing cool stuff. You're talking about the Michelle Hayward, you know, CEO tree. You know, you are growing CEOs off of your branches as, as like, are, are there branches off of your trunk? Oh, that's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, And that actually, Michelle, you must have been reading my mind because that was going to be my next question. As all three of us are entrepreneurs, what would you say are some sort of unique challenges or opportunities for mentoring? I'd say really first as entrepreneurs, as business owners, because you don't have the department who thinks about, you know, mentoring mentoring for, for the leaders, you kind of have to, to find your own way. Is there anything specific you'd say, you know, for entrepreneurs or specifically for women entrepreneurs that they should be thinking about around mentoring? The classic idea of mentorship is thinking about impacting somebody's young life. I think for female entrepreneurs, there's such an opportunity for us to mentor each other. So very actively, I do that now. I, for years, was unofficially mentoring, mentoring a friend of mine who lives in my neighborhood. We would go for walks and talks and we would, we would have conversations as she was growing her business. And now as I'm branching out and starting a second business, I am on the phone with her all the time. Can we please take a walk and talk about these things? Like what is happening to me? What was this conversation I just had? What did it mean? Can you translate this? Do you know anybody that can help me with X, Y, or Z? She has been fantastic. And that scenario for me plays out over and again, over and again. Through the pandemic, there was no guidance, right, on how to handle COVID in this country. Nothing, right? So we were all feeling our way around in the dark. Like, how do we communicate this? How do we have conversations? What kind of data are we collecting? And so I pulled together a group of four other business owners around the country. We'd have these conversations. Sometimes we'd write communications together, like kind of crowdsourcing ideas. So powerful and so helpful. And I consider that active mentorship. And I can 100% corroborate your story as you have really been a mentor to Aaron and I at Well Global as well. And always so generous with advice and conversations and helping us think things through. So we're really, really grateful for that. I think there can be a sense, especially we do work in sort of adjacent businesses. I think sometimes there can be a bit of a feeling of encroaching or, or people feeling potentially coming from a place of fear versus coming from a place of abundance around other work. So I did a really fun version of that in New York City and had the chance to meet incredible women who ran uh, garbage carting businesses and construction businesses in Staten Island. And it was incredible. It was right. really, really great. It's a great, uh, great resource as well. Are there any particular resources that you tend to typically use when you're having conversations with with mentors or mentees? Do you have kind of a go-to resource that you bring to the conversations or is it really dependent on how the conversation's going or what the needs are? I take a lot of inspiration from some of the research that's been done and released recently. There's a great study by Brian Uzi at Northwestern Kellogg and it was a study on how MBA students across the country network and then they found great gender differences. There are reasons that those gender differences exist because women have higher bars, more hurdles, and tend to reflect that back into how they approach jobs, networking for jobs, etc. And so they, what women tend to do is they build these villages, and these villages are all about exchanging private information. I'm going to interview at XYZ Corporation. What are the norms? How do people dress? Like, what can I really negotiate? How many women are in their leadership team? Like, what's the language I need to be speaking? And we look at that private information, collect it, and we start building our conversations from that. 
And so I look at that information. I say, okay, that's real. I can identify with that. I see that happening and playing out. How do we then make sure that as we're networking in those ways and building those villages, that we're not concentrating those voices that we're hearing and just with two or three people. How do we use that as an opportunity to go out and extend our knowledge base, right? So instead of keeping it small and private, privately held, we need to make we need to make more of an effort as women to say, why am I not having 10 conversations, 20 conversations about that organization? Because it isn't hard, right? If you were to reach out to somebody that is in touch with somebody else on LinkedIn or maybe somebody on LinkedIn that you don't even have a, a connect to and say, I'm really interested in your organization. I'm going to be interviewing there in the next month. Would you have Would you have 15 minutes to talk with me about that? I do that a lot. There's almost always a response. Also, kind of in a funny way, oftentimes people come back to me six months later and say, oh, I never checked LinkedIn. Are you still wanting to hear about something? <laughs> because people, people do like to be regarded as somewhat of an expert. They do like to be asked for their opinion. So learning how to ask is just so fundamental to success in building a network and having successful mentorship relationships and getting to a point where you're supported. I mean, that's how Jimmy and I met. He reached out to me cold on LinkedIn and asked if I would come speak in his class. And now here we are, I don't know how many, two and a half years later doing this. So you absolutely never know. It's always worth asking and it's always worth being vulnerable and direct and respectful. I think those are kind of the three main things is just appreciating somebody's time and ability to help you being direct in what you're asking for and being vulnerable and in that asking. That is a great reminder. And Michelle, like, it is so exciting that you're starting a whole nother business now. And I believe it's in quite, it's in an adjacent, but a different space. Sounds like a different, a different way of going about it. So you're having the opportunity, of course, having mentored for many years and then maybe potentially being a bit of a mentee at the moment as well. If you're a younger person listening to this, this might get you off the couch in terms of networking if you can find a way to relate to what I'm about to say. But it's been phenomenal. So I'm starting a business in a completely new space where I'm having to learn a lot about something I know nothing about in a tangible way. And it's been an incredible thing to you know, reach out to my network and say, I need to know about big data and have somebody connect me to an expert in the space who is willing on behalf of my friend or network to spend an hour with me distilling 30 years of their knowledge into a single 60-minute conversation where I can then, of course, draw a lot of conclusions and understanding and, and grow from. It is so valuable. And it's such a generous accelerant. And tailored exactly for your existence uh, and what you want to do. It's, it's amazing. Michelle, will you humor me as we do a couple segments that we like? Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions around mentoring, ending with a futurist question. But I'm first going to ask, if you could make one change around mentoring, so put on your wizard hat and your sparkly red shoes, what would you do when you snapped your fingers and said, I'm going to change how mentoring does I will change how mentoring is understood as I write more about it, because I do believe that there is not a roadmap in existence that shows people at an early age how to survive and thrive in the business world specifically. So I do believe that mentoring has a strong, plays a strong role in that early stage survival. And then ultimately the quest to thrive in an organization can only be realized if you are supported. So you have to turn those mentors into supporters. So I think if I could wave my magic wand, I would have that roadmap built and done and be sharing it broadly with people. Because I do think that there is this real tension in the world that we graduate from college 
And we go out into the world and we say, I got all these A's. I'm really smart. And now I'm getting hired by these companies. I'm going to start, I'm going to start my career and the end. And then you (laughs) end up in these organizations and you, you probably don't really know how to behave professionally in all the facets, like what the signals are, the codes you're sending. You don't really understand how the game is played or what your value is yet or what the value that's expected from you. You don't really understand what the growth trajectory could be or what all the roles are. There's so much that's unknown. And yet oftentimes we hear these stories about women sitting there and saying, When's it going to be my turn? When are all these people going to figure out how awesome I am? Yeah. And the you know shortcut answer is like, never. They're never going to figure out how awesome you are unless you translate your value into something they value. And you have to learn how to do that again and again. And thinking about how the world has changed. I have a daughter who's like not that far from graduating from college and her well, her perspective and what she values and what she's thinking about is so different than I was at that time as well. So I love this idea of creating this roadmap for today, for now. And, and what is, you know, as a sort of Gen Z who's into the workplace, how is that maybe even different than when we started in the workplace? And how do you make that match? I think right now there's a lot of disconnect between what we're imagining people coming out of college should be thinking about and what they are actually thinking about. Hashtag TikTok, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Or you mean it might not be as relevant anymore that my number one goal was how close I was to my job in my office. So I only had to have a five minute commute by walking. So uh, Michelle, another segment is going to be quick rapid fire word association. I love how you're saying value already. So I'm curious where you go with this. So when I say the word mentor, what would you say? Currency. When I say mentee, what would you say? Value. Sponsor. Action. And lastly, if I can maybe uh, give us thoughts of Tom Izzo, if I say coach. Passive. Fascinating. This is our, this is the inauguration of this segment. And okay. I think you just okay. crushed it. That was awesome. I have goosebumps. Also, is there anything that you have, not as a recommendation, but as a no-fly list of sorts? Like, don't come to my office and first thing say, I want to pick your brain. No touching. Stay away. Like, is there something specific that you just, something that you really recommend to not do? It troubles me that so many people will sit down to have a conversation with me about networking which I think is foundational to mentorship and ultimately support. But they'll sit down to have this conversation with me and they will say things to me like, I feel dirty when I network. I feel salesy. And I'll ask them, how do you feel about having a strong network? Well, that makes me feel supported, they might say, or I I like that idea. It has value to me. But the idea of networking, like getting to that point of having a strong network is so hard for people to wrap their heads around that that is a it is a very natural thing that we do every day. Uh, and we're also, and I think one of the biggest problems with, with that and where that really stems is that people are at that point in their lives very me-centric. And that shift from me to we, when that happens, you start to realize that we network because we want to exchange value. So that me-centric nature that we have at the point where we are young and up and coming and should be doing this work is just a real obstacle to building a successful network. It is staying with the landscaping analogy that Michelle said earlier. Yeah, you don't need to do anything now, but you got to come back in six days or six months and show me how you've taken the fertilizer from this conversation and then grown and started to grow something, come back. That, that really hit me hard, Michelle. It's like an important piece. It's not just energy. But you got to come back with an intention for our next call and show me what you've done so that I want to continue to drop my currency into your bank deposit so you can grow it. That's right. And I'm doing that now. It does take work and it does take time and it takes actually an Excel sheet 
<laughs> I have to keep track of these amazing conversations that people are, are sharing with me. They're affording me their energy and their knowledge. And I, I need to come back to them again and follow up and say, I'm making progress. I'm acting on the advice you gave me. Isn't that great? Hopefully some percentage of those people will become more active mentors, continue to have these high value conversations with me. And I always offer at the end, is there anything that I could do to be helpful to you. And every now and again, somebody does. They'll send me a tweet or they'll send me something on Insta or they'll like write me a long note. It takes all different forms. And they'll say like, I just really need to understand how to manifest purpose in my organization. You know, sometimes it's really big. And I'm like, okay, here's my best practices. Happy to share, you know? And, and those are things maybe that I would have maybe kept to myself a little bit more closer to the best in the past. But I'm all about this mutual exchange of information. It's just awesome. Julie, did you just feel that slap in the back of the head from Michelle? Subtle, powerful of, we better, we better follow up in three months about how our podcast is doing. That's I right. hear you, Michelle. I hear you. I, I have I have many follow-ups. There's things I just, yes, I have many follow-ups for you, Michelle. And, and I did just get a shoot of goosebumps down my arm when you said that as well. So yes, we promise we will follow up, keep you posted on how we're doing. <laughs> well, you guys are doing the great, good work that needs to be done and amplifying this, the need for more attention to be paid to mentorship and network building and I share in the love. So here's my last question, Michelle. In 2050, what do you think the word mentoring is gonna mean? Well, pre-COVID, the research said that women would not accomplish pay equity or voice equity until 2085. So I don't know that in 2050, it would look all that different. And wow. I, I think that that is a grim, a grim reality. That was pre-COVID, right? We had so many high-value women leave the workforce over the last three years that are no longer mentoring other women, presumably, um, that are no longer directing their attention out in the world, having conversations like this, etc. So I think we have some work to do today before we can think about, about the future. And I, I I think it's it's real and dire and urgent. So those of you out there listening, we hope you really do take action and and and. Find your currency and, and find the value you can offer out there in the world of mutuality and, and start activating other women to have conversations together that grow them they, that grow them dimensionally. Love it, Michelle. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. That was such a great interview. And Jimmy, I have to tell you, which we have talked about before, I feel like, of course, every podcast at the end, I feel like I learned something. But from Michelle, I feel like I actually took something away that I'm starting to use in my day to day life, which is basically referring people. I know that seems really basic, but I'm trying now every time I meet somebody and they tell me about something that they're up to, I try to think of three people, especially younger ladies that I can refer them to, to have further conversations that have some kind of a connection to what they're doing or connection to their industry. I was actually just out at like a, a film festival. It wasn't really a film festival. It was a movie, but I met a gal there who's a new grad who's working in the film industry. And immediately I was like, I know a couple of people I can refer you to. Would you be interested in having conversations? She's like, I'd love that. And I didn't know her from anybody, but that is what I got from Michelle was that reminder that you need to have a network. And as somebody who is established, your job is to help connect those people with others. And I would say that's just karma and passing it on. You know, some yeah. people think network is a bad term because of whether it's computer science or whatever else, but you're really talking about building a community 
community, not even asking for something in return, just genuinely saying, I want to help. I think that's a big deal. I mean, Michelle said, you know, learning how to ask is fundamental to building social support network, to building a community and like learning how to ask. Sometimes you get better learning how to ask by saying, can I help you? Can I introduce you to some other people? Yeah. And you have to be direct. Like, I think especially we don't always have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time with people. It's not like I know, I remember our interview with Deanne who worked in Chicago, lived in Chicago. Most of her clients were in Chicago. Like you create this network over time, but a lot of us are way more mobile than we used to be. And we're used to now our location is global. And how do we, in those interactions, just ask for those things that we feel like we need or just make those suggestions. And they could go nowhere, you know, probably 10% of the time they actually really click and connect. But when they do imagine what could happen, that was one of my very key takeaways. And what Michelle did was layer than that next point on, which is crucial when you are beginning to talk to somebody else. So if you're like, oh, I met young person at a film festival. Hey, I'm going to recommend you to somebody else. The person sends you the email, says, I'd love the intro. And then it's on that younger person from the film festival to show up with the agenda. I can't yeah. be like, oh, hey, great to meet Julie. You should have already looked at the LinkedIn ahead of time. You should have checked out their business, what they work in, whatever it is and try to start making that Venn diagram of the personal and professional overlap. So it's not on the mentor to hold the agenda. It's a big deal to beginning to create a hydrogen bonds of relationships. Exactly. And forward thinking, if you're into more about LinkedIn, definitely listen to Jeff Herman's upcoming podcast because he did have, gave us some really good tips on how to use LinkedIn for that as well. But that is so true. Yeah, you got to show up. You got to be ready. You got to have good questions. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have it all prepared. You don't have to have a five-year plan. You just have to be sharp and ask good questions. And it's incredible what you learn and the connections that you'll make. So I am so grateful that Michelle came on to chat with us. I'm so grateful to have her in my network. And I, I think we'll all stay in touch and see what happens from here. Until next time. We hope this episode was brief yet bright. And now it's time to read us out. And remember, we are here because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic communities. Go ahead, Jimmy. Absolutely. Augmenters supports mentoring that matters. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who needs a new mentoring relationship in their life pronto. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, or via social media with our handle at augmentershq. Shout out to our producers, Erlen Cato and Sean Omendam. Thank you. Augmenters out. See ya. See ya.